it would take me just about five minutes to have you in the aisles with the help of the Lord, of course. But somehow that's not my mission tonight in Colorado. I may never get to come to this district again. And I know that in the next little while, if something don't happen, I'm going to have to face God with what I say. Because you're just as sure to go to hell as it can be. Some of you will walk out of this tabernacle to never return to this camp again. You won't ever feel what you felt. It's gone. It's going to leave you. I was shocked when I came in tonight. I don't know what you're doing here. But you didn't come here by accident. You came here with a divine appointment. You're going to have a confrontation with God. I'm going to ask the Lord to help me tonight. And we're going to have a Colorado District prayer meeting when this is over. I'd like for you men, if you would, soon as I give you the signal. I want everybody in these first four rows just to step to the side. I want you to fold up these chairs. We can't leave here tonight. Honey, I don't know what you're doing here, but I've watched you ever since I come in. You right here. But you will never be the same after tonight. You hear me? A divine appointment brought you to this place. And you can look off. You can walk out the door now. You can leave. And you can let hatred boil toward this big preacher that's standing here. But by the power of the Holy Ghost, I will seal your doom tonight. So whatever you do, be careful.
Wherever you are in this tabernacle, I'd like for you to stand. You that are kneeling, that's all right. But if you're seated, I want you to stand. I want Brother Powell to lead us in a song, and I want you to listen to it. It's something you don't believe. It's something as a church we don't believe. But it's so true. Brother Powell, I want you to sing it to us. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. With joy, we'll welcome His return. It may the gospel according to Mark chapter 10 verse 21 Jesus beholding him loved him and said unto him one thing thou lackest go thy way Sell what thou hast. And give to the poor. Thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross. And follow me. He was sad at that saying. And went away grieved, for he had great, great possessions. Out of the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 20. And she said unto them, Call me not. Naoma, but call me Mara, for the Almighty hath dealt bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naoma? Seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me. I want to use tonight the last night of this camp, our final night. I want to use for a subject one word. 
And I think it would sum up about anything I could say. And that word simply is cheated. 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 Lord, tonight, let me ask for your mercy. Let me ask for your kindness. Let me ask for your spirit in the remainder of this service. God, be merciful. I would like to stand between the living and the dead tonight. But there comes a time that I know that you must move and move according to your will. I ask you to give me the liberty to preach. Anoint my mind. Let this Spirit prepare hearts. I know the devil's here, Lord, but he's no match for you. He can't do anything but what you let him. He's already under your control. So by the authority that you've given to me as a minister of the gospel, and by the authority of your word, I bind him. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ. And let it be for your glory. Amen. You may be seated. The very sound of the word. Cheated. Cheated. Perhaps you could change the feeling of that word by saying what might have been. What could have been. Oh, I wish I could read your minds tonight. Your minds are racing 90 miles an hour. Cheated. We don't always know when we're buying and when we're selling, going about our daily life. 
We think we know the cost. But the cost does not always come out like we planned it. I would rather give you whatever you want than for you to cheat me. I don't like to be cheated. When I find that I've been cheated, it makes me feel so bad. Simply cheated. Buy a car! I want it to be what they say it is. When I drive away, I don't want to be cheated. Cheated. Yet there is so many things that we could bring into focus tonight. That would bring to our attention. That we're not always aware of the cost. One young man told me the other day I had something he wanted. And he said, I'll trade with you. And he said, how would you trade? And I told him. And another young man walked up and said, Man, don't ever trade with Brother Foss. He said, I've heard him say in a sermon, If he trades with you, he's getting the best of the deal. I'd be a fool to trade any other way. I think I'm getting the best of the deal. You know, you can cheat me one time. That's your fault. But if you do it twice, it's my fault. I don't trade unless I think I'm getting the best of the deal. We just don't like to be on the short end of whatever's happening. We won't. Our share. But I have never known such a spirit of cheating as there is in the world today. Simply being cheated. I know tonight that you don't believe what I'm saying. You don't believe what I'm going to tell you. But somewhere beyond a world that I have never explored, I have never gone there. I've never talked to anybody that's been there. But somewhere, in the eternity of the future, you're going to remember this night, the last night of the Colorado camp meeting. You'll see the bark 
coming off of these huge log rafters. You'll remember the song. Together, we make a difference. Together. You're going to remember the feeling that run through this tabernacle and what was felt. You're going to hear the voice of Brother Powell singing. He's coming soon. You're also going to remember that you said He's not coming tonight. Not tonight. You know, it's hard for us to believe something like that. It's hard for us to take hold that God would allow us to know that something waits down the road. Brother David Foss, my son, who is my co-pastor, Woke up one morning and run into my oldest boy's bedroom and woke up Daryl and shook him. You know, I could go through my memoirs of that boy. I could pick up Sports Illustrated magazines with his name in it. A boy that played in school over my desire. I could also tell you that he got the Holy Ghost in a camp meeting just like this. He was singing one night in a choir. Merle Ewan was directing the choir. And I'll be going back to the Texas camp. It starts Monday night. I never walk on the grounds. But what I think about it Daryl was singing that night, lead in the choir. They had on their robes, the lead singers. That white robe he had, I won't ever forget it. He stood there singing, soon I'll be crossing death's chilly waters. And no more this life will I see. Power of God began to fall. He was singing without the Holy Ghost. His mother had told me when I went, Honey, don't, don't overlook the fact that, Daryl, this is the last year we're going to have him. Brother Garden, I couldn't believe that. I sit there just like you're sitting tonight. You're going to youth camp. You're over the recreation. You always play ball. Don't put so much emphasis on it. Make Daryl understand. He's got to have the Holy Ghost. It's got to be. I'm talking about a little mother that had a burden that went far beyond the burden of a preacher dad. 
Be careful, friend. I'm going to put my heart in your hand. But deal gently with it. I'm sorry, Brother Hale. This is not in these notes tonight. I never even thought about it until just a moment ago. I never will forget it. The night that he sang that song, soon I'll be crossing death's chilly waters. And the power of God fell. And I watched old Daryl, six foot two, 210 pounds, played cornerback for a high school. And they had him build. Every college in the country was talking to him. I never will forget the boy. There was something about him. He was my buddy. My firstborn. He was the boy that went everywhere with daddy. I won't ever forget that, friend. But that night, I saw Daryl in a youth camp take that robe off while he was singing, swing it over his shoulders, and walk out of that huge choir loft. Four or five thousand people there. When he walked by Merle Ewan with the power of God falling in that place, Brother Ewan reached over and touched him on the shoulder and said, Daryl, this is your night, son. I didn't know where he went. I didn't know what happened to him. But when I found him, they was praying with him and God baptized him with the Holy Ghost that night. That's why, friend, that when I come to a camp meeting, I cannot, no way in this world, sell short the burden that I feel in my heart. Oh, I wish that I could do something different, but I am being propelled by the Spirit of God. I'm going to tell you, sir, I did not understand what was being said. Wasn't but just a few days on our way to Wheatland, Oklahoma to preach the Oklahoma camp meeting. His mother and brother David and my youngest boy was in the back seat. They were asleep. Daryl was driving. He put his hand over on my leg and he said, Daddy, this will be the last camp that I'll ever get to help you in. And he had been going to him, Brother Markham, with me since he was just a little boy. And he said, I hope we have a good one. He had just received the Holy Ghost. I can see him. I thought about it tonight when this man was playing that saxophone. I could see him during the altar service in that Oklahoma camp walking up and down the altar playing that sax. I looked at it tonight. I thought that sax looks like what Daryl played and the man with that touch that played that afterbeat of that song. It sounded so much like him. Seventy-eight adults Received the Holy Ghost in that camp meeting. You was there. I won't ever forget it.
old people. Some men in their 70s, 80s, received the Holy Ghost around the altar. Friend, we went home. Wasn't home very long. He called me and said, Daddy, I want to I go riding with you. And I went and got in the car. I'm president of the senior class, he told me. He said, you know that. This is my final year in school. And we're picked to win state. My nephew was a quarterback. Darrell run right half back on offense. And whenever they got together, that's all you heard. And his coaches had talked to me. Darrell said, Daddy, I know that you can't tell me that I can play ball. I'm not going to ask you, but I'm going to ask you to do one thing. Trust me. When I see that I can't do it and live for God, I promise you I'll quit. District play opened. It was going to open the next week. I never will forget the Friday night that he come home. He come in, dragging some of his stuff, got off of the bus. You know, that was before we had money to buy all of our kids' automobiles. He had one, but Daddy couldn't afford the money to let him go to school in his car. It was a little 56 Chevrolet. When I bought it, I told my wife, you know, I, I gave $350 for it. And I said, I, I'm almost afraid to buy that car. Because I may be buying the thing that'll take my buddy's life. Red and white. I'll never forget it. Listen to me, sir. That Friday night, that Friday evening when he come in, dragging that old bag, come in, throw it in the garage. He walked in. He was the kind of boy that loved his mother. I used to tease her about it. Here he was, 6'2". He'd go in and crawl in the bed. And we'd already be in the bed. And he'd say, Mama. And I'd tell her, go on in there and take care of your baby. And she'd walk in. Daryl would kick up his big old feet. Mom, tuck me in. She'd pull off his socks. She'd pull the cover up on him and lean over and kiss him. And oh, that's, our family's been that way. But this night, it was different. She said, when he come home, he said, Mom, I brought a boy home with me. Fine. Okay. Today was the day that she cooked what he wanted. Certain thing that he liked. He was going to hear gospel singing. He loved singing. Going to the music hall in Houston that night. My wife looked at him and said, Daryl, honey, you're so tired. What do you want to put yourself through this for? He didn't say anything. He just looked at her and went to the shower. Never will forget when he come back out. 
come to the table. His hair was slicked back. We sit down. He said, Mom, I'm so glad you fixed this supper for me tonight. We sit there as a family and we talked. And when he went in to get dressed to go to the singing, I was in my chair and he come in and sit down by me. Just had on his shorts this time and a t-shirt. And he said, Daddy, that's all he said. He said, I love you. I want you to know, Daddy, I love you. Friend, I didn't know what I was listening to. But just two days before, Brother David had got up and run in where Daryl was and woke him up and shook him. Daryl! Are you all right? Daryl said, David, leave me alone. I'm asleep. You know how brothers do. But he said, are you okay? I dreamed you got killed in a car wreck last night. He said, no, go on. I'm okay. That very Friday morning, my little boy, how old was Gary? Four? Five. Come running into where we was. He said, Mama, Daddy, let me tell you what I dreamed last night. He said, I dreamed we was at church and people was everywhere. The police was there. You and Mama was on the front seat, Daddy. Y'all was crying and people was trying to stop you from crying. And he began to name preachers that I saw. People that we seen right down the line. He said there was people in the Sunday school rooms. There was people everywhere. Listen, friend, I didn't know what I was hearing. I didn't understand it. The last words that I heard that boy speak to me was, Daddy, I want you to know I sure love you. Twelve forty. My telephone rang. I answered it. Are you... Mr. Foss, yes, I am. In the background, I could hear the short wave going. He said, do you have a son? By the name of Daryl, yes. Begin to describe him. I said, where is he? What are you trying to tell me? He said, I, Texas Highway Department, I called to tell you he's just been killed in a car wreck. And you think that I will play with a spirit like I'm feeling in this place tonight? Not on your life, sir. I'm looking at some of you that I will never see again. But you're not going to point your finger in my face and say you didn't tell me because I'm telling you tonight. 
some things that you don't believe. You don't understand. You can't figure it out. I know what it's like. I called my brother who lived across the street. He come running over and said, Darling, it can't be. There's a mistake. It's got to be. Hey, I walked out and looked across the prairie. I waited to see the lights of that car come, but it never came. One of my men came and told me where it was. He said, blood is all over the grass. I got in my car. I went there. I got out on my hands and knees. I couldn't believe what I was doing. I was feeling to see if there was any blood on the ground. I didn't know. At daylight, the next morning, a knock sounded on my door. In walked three football coaches, Coach Moore, Coach Brown, and Coach Morris. They come in and sit down. Said, I'm going to talk to you, Brother Foss. I don't know. I just don't know how to tell you. But said, Daryl, last night when we got through practicing and he took off his spikes, his cleats, took off the pads, started toward the shower, we were standing there talking. Said, Daryl, come over and said, Coach Moore, do you think you can make it without me this year? And Coach Moore said, no, Daryl, we're not going to try. He said, yes, sir, you're going to have to make it without me. Oh, sir, that don't mean anything to you, but it meant to me that I had a boy that made a consecration, and when God saw it, he honored him enough that God allowed him to make his calling and his election sure. I have hope. Brother Gordon, if that had not happened, I couldn't preach what I'm preaching tonight under a subject called cheated. Cheated. I'd feel like that I've been cheated from so much but sir, tonight I can tell you that if you'll follow the leading of the Spirit of God, you'll never chant that word in eternity and say it could have been different and you'll cry, cheated, 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 cheated. My God. First time I've talked about this in years. I don't know why I'm into it. But somebody needs to hear what I'm saying to you tonight. There's somebody in this tabernacle. You're walking death's row. And you don't know it. You need to wake up and understand that you're about to have stricken across your soul the word. He was cheated. It could have been. It could have been. 
It could have been. But you're cheated. You're cheated. You're cheated. You're cheated. I have begged you, your pastor has begged you, and some of you, you're feeling it for the first time. But that makes no difference, sir. What right? What right? Brother Markham, have they got to hear it twice until everybody can hear it once? Oh, don't tell me that I have never heard it before. You're hearing it tonight, sir. And it's coming so hard. It's coming like sledgehammer blows. It's coming, sir. I can't help that. God is coming to you in a way that he's never been there before. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I've begged you to open your heart. I've begged you to open your spirit. I've begged you not to keep any secrets from God. Heaven belongs to you. But you're being cheated out of it. Brother Voss, that can't be. The scripture says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I could bring you the story, but I'm going to skip through it. How that Jacob left Laban. He dared to take his wives and everything. And Laban caught him the next two or three days and said, somebody has done me wrong. You see, it's written that if you walk with him, if you suffer with him, if you love him, you're going to reign with him. That's scripture, sir. That's not just Brother Foss. But you're not willing. Jacob said, listen, nobody in this group has done anything. Rachel, from the very first day that all you've heard about is that Jacob worked for her. You've heard about it for seven years and he didn't get her. Leah was tender-eyed, but it wasn't Leah that he wanted. But from the day that he met Rachel, trouble started with him, and he could not understand that. And Laban said, all right, here's Leah. Seven more years, 14 years. And then when they left, he didn't understand all that was going on. But he said, you search every man's tent. Search every tent. You won't find that anybody's took anything. He said, what are you looking for? I'm looking for my 
God, somebody stole my gods. Jacob said, they're not here. They went through the tents, went through Leah's. Hey, Leah, Abraham and Isaac has got a tomb that's built for his boys and his wives. You're part of that patriarchal lineage, Leah. Rachel, that's where you should be. It's already fixed. As they come through, they come to Rachel's tent. They had searched everybody else's tent. They come to Rachel. When they got to where she was, she backed up and sat down on a treasure chest. Laban come in. Rachel, Daddy, you can look through everything. What about the chest? The way of a maid is with me. I can't stand. But there's nothing here. Hey, in that chest was that stolen God. Follow it. Days gone by. Day in, day out. Problems stalked them. Finally, when Rachel started to bring forth the child, time to be delivered. And this is what hurt so bad. She died in childbirth. But sir, the scripture said she was buried on the side of the road. Not even a cemetery. Just like a no good junkie. But Leah died and she was buried in the tomb of Abraham and Isaac. Tonight, if I could march Rachel up here, she would scream at you. Cheated. 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 It's not the will of God that not even one of the Brazilians burn because there's been a place fixed. It's already paid for. It's already there. Oh! If I could bring somebody back from that glorious celestial city in the presence of God, Brother Hale, they would look at this audience and tell them it doesn't matter the cost, sir. It doesn't matter what it takes. It don't matter what you have to do. If you make it, it's going to be worth it. 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 Every burden you bear, 
every prayer you pray, everything you do, when you get there, the things that he's prepared for you, it's going to be worth it. Hey, Mark Grisham, go to the regions of the damned. Have you ever looked into the red-hot mouth of a raging hell? Brother Foster, we're not supposed to do that. Oh, don't, don't, don't say that. Brother Grisham, you and I have preached this camp together. But little did we realize that we had to be equipped. The Bible said, tonight I would save some as though I pulled them out, literally, out of hell fire. Oh, I know that hell is not a popular message. But the Bible said that hell has opened its mouth without measure. Out of it, a bottomless pit, bulging fire and brimstone. And the waves of that molten lava, when you look at it, a soul riding the wave of eternity. Look at it, sir, running out of its mouth, liquid fire. Help me, God. Help me, God. Running out of the eye sockets, dripping, splattering, molten fire. Look at that hand! Mark Grisham, when you take hold of it, running off of the fingers, liquid fire. Bring him up here! I'm going to talk to him. I'd like to talk to one man out of the regions of the lost tonight. And as you watch him come splashing up there, he would get to the pulpit, he would look, and he would cry, my God, my God! How would you sum it up? One word. Cheated. 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 Oh, God. Brother Fuller, tell me what to do. Brother Gordon, tell me what to do right here. Brother Hale, where to from here? God ought to make you come and watch That burning soul hang on to this desk and look around at you and tell you don't send me back just one night to pray that's all I want if you just let me pray one time you won't have to pray with me again 
You won't have to worry about me coming back tomorrow night. Hey, I'm talking to people that this is your last chance. It's your last night. And you, you may be the one that somebody calls up out of the region of hell next year and brings you to the platform. My God, can I hear a church pray? Can I hear a church pray? Cheated. Cheated. Cheated! 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 Going to hell! And I don't have to! But I'm cheated! Satan, I bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not going to keep that soul. This is the last night that you'll ever have it. Come up here. Clear the aisles. Clear the aisles. My God.
Don't do what you're about to do, sir. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Brother Vox, why did you do that? I don't want anybody to say that I would have got to the front if there hadn't have been room. You're not going to be cheated tonight. You're not going to be cheated tonight. When you walk out of here, it's going to be because you made up your own mind. Can I hear a church pray? The last prayer of a camp. Colorado 1986 is coming to a close. Are you going to be cheated? Look right in to the red hot mouth of hell. That's it, honey. I've prayed for you ever since you walked out. Anybody else? If you want the Holy Ghost, saints, don't come yet. I want just people that want the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on. I can't wait long. Come on. Pray, children, pray, pray. Come on, the altar's open. Come on. Cheated. 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 Hey, mom, go to the boy. Go to the girl, dad. Go to him. Come on. Goodbye, sinner! 